to the Hacking Your Health podcast with Ben Kenning and Dave Kennedy. Two guys heading out to hack body, mind, business, and beyond. We are here to provide a single source, bullshit-free guide to understanding your body and how you can live better for longer. Strawberry. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. I'm Ben Canning. I'm Dave Kennedy. And this is Hacking Your Health Podcast. What's up, man? Hey, it's another week uh, of Hacking Your Health Podcast. Excited about this one. Uh, I felt like it's been forever for some reason. I don't know why. Um, yeah, maybe I it's because like it was, yeah, are long. It's maybe it's because it, we just had our grand opening last week of the the headquarters, and I didn't get to chat with you that much uh, over the weekend. But I've uh, been catching up with you, you know, obviously, uh, you know, every day now since then. But uh, no, things have been really good. Uh, training's been great. I did Orange Theory this morning, and you know what's what's great about this new training program is I don't have to like summon the inner demons of Dave to do the lift in the afternoon. That was such a hard. It was yeah. I don't. I don't like. I, I guess I really didn't realize how hard it was on my body, but like. Thinking about doing hit training for 60 minutes, which is just high interval intensity training, just going to your max for an hour and your body's destroyed. And you're like, hey, now it's time to lift in like six more hours. And uh, you're like, ah, oh, but I don't have to do that today. So we're good. We're good today. <laughs> good. Good. So how was the how was the weekend? How was the party? How was the opening? Like, I mean, that was the last. I guess everybody else needs to catch up. We've caught up, but everybody else from the last week's podcast needs to catch up. Yeah, for, so for those that aren't aware, um, we just built our new twenty thousand square foot state of the art um, uh, headquarters for Trusted Tech, and uh, we had the big grand opening on Friday. Even though we don't have occupancy permits yet, that's coming on the, on Monday. So technically, I'm not even working out of there yet. So it's like you have this brand new building you can't use, which sucks. But um, it was awesome because we got to fly all the folks from Trusted Tech out from like you know Norway, the UK, um, Belgium, everywhere, and they all you know everybody flew in. We had over well over a hundred people here. And, um, you know, got to do the grand opening, kind of showcase uh, the new facility. And we had some great times. Uh, we had a murder mystery dinner and some other stuff that we got to do with everybody. So it was really good, good event. Uh, it went perfect, a lot of hitch. Um, and uh, kind of, you know, it kind of reflect back and you're like, man, you know, starting from the basement of my house to where I'm at today and having a, this, this massive building, which, you know, we have enough plot of land to be able to create the exact replica of that building next door because we have enough room to connect to two buildings. So, you know, room for expansion and everything else. So it's, uh, things are going really good. The weekend was great. And, um, I definitely did not count my calories like I should have, uh, you know, for Friday and Saturday. I was okay with that though. And then I hit right back on on a Sunday and right back at my, my same thing. So it's been great. So what you're saying is you have enough space to build a 20,000 square foot gym just next door to your office? That's so, so what Aaron doesn't realize is that, so we got this, uh, I would say it's maybe like 3,000, 4,000 square feet of, for, for a gym and it's going to continue to increase to like 5,000 to 6,000 to 10,000. I, th I think we actually have 10,000 square feet downstairs in the basement. Um, and it's supposed to be a training facility, but I'm pretty sure we're just going to convert it to a straight gym. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Aaron doesn't know this yet, but but it's going to happen. It's so. fine. It's fine. I'll send you the link to the episode and she'll know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't don't, don't no, nobody tell Aaron. Nobody tell Aaron. <laughs> but uh, uh, we are going to get like a shuffleboard down there, some ping pong table uh, tables, and some uh, arcade games and things like that down there, so we can you know hang out, do the gym, you know, cool cool meeting place for for everybody. And then we're going to have like monthly events and training sessions and stuff like that there. So I think it'll be really cool. 
yeah, I think I got a lot of positive feedback, obviously, from last week's episode. And I think the sort of overwhelming uh, across the board consensus was everybody wants to come and work for Dave. <laughs> totally cool with that. We're hiring. Uh, you know, it's, you know, I'll say it was um, there was a, a really cool story that happened. Uh, it's a Friday when everybody got there. So um, was it Friday? No, Thursday. So, uh, yeah, Friday was our opening ceremony. Um, and like a dinner and everything. But Thursday, we had everybody uh, across the street from the Hilton. There's a place called BJ's. And we went to BJ's and uh, we rented the whole side of the place um, up, you know, so like, you know, over 100 people at this place. And I walk in, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is all trusted tech. I couldn't believe how many people there were there. And uh, as I was walking out to go uh, to leave uh, at the end of the night, uh, this family, it was like a, a mother, father, and a daughter. Um, stopped me and the mother's like, Hey, just quick question. Like we're trying to, we're just not to be nosy or anything or, or weird, but we, we noticed that, you know, you all are, are from something. We can't figure out what it is. And, you know, it's obviously not a business because you all love each other and you're giving each other hugs and you're super happy. And like, you're obviously like best friends. So like, how do you all know each other? And I was like, actually we're a company and we're all best friends. You know, like we're all, we, we, you know, she's like, I've never seen this before. This is awesome. So didn't know companies like that existed. So it was a cool, cool to see other outside people look in and say, Hey, this is, you know, this place has a really good culture and we take care of our people and everybody's happy to be there. And, you know, um, I got, you know, it's, it's funny. Um, I got a lot of compliments on our company picture because I'm all the way in the back, not in the front, which, you know, you traditionally see like leaders have to be in the front. You know, it's funny. Like that doesn't even like cross my mind when I'm making the picture. I'm like, Hey, you know, everybody should be up front and showcase trust. It's like, everybody knows me, who cares? And I'll just get in the back, you know, and, and, you know, that's, that's how I think, you know, I don't even think about, oh, I should be in the front or I should be in the back or I should be in the side. Like, it's just, Hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm tall for one. I should be in the back. Uh, you know, and two, who cares? I did have to zoom in. I was like, is Dave, Dave <laughs> take the photo? Like, is it worth it? Where's Waldo? Where's Dave? But, uh, yeah, but no, it was, it was a good, a good time and, uh, really enjoyed, uh, hanging out with my folks and my peeps, uh, over at Trusted Sec and just a good group of folks at both Binary and Trusted Sec and super amazing to see where we've come from to where we are now and to where we want to go. So cool, cool. How are you doing, to... Ben? I'm doing really good, man. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. My shoulder, hold on, I'm closing Discord here because it's making noise happening. Um, my shoulder is better. I got some criticism for that post with the 110 pound dumbbells. Like, I know what my body, anybody who's re- looking at that going, well, that's a fucking stupid idea. Yeah, okay, well, maybe, but I know how my body works and I know that yeah. what it's capable of. And it felt good. Like, it genuinely felt good. I've never. I've never lifted those dumbbells in that way. Um, so it shows me that what I'm doing with the physio and rehab perspective is definitely working. That's great. Um, I did 120, so that, by the way, but it's good. It's good. Yeah. That's good. But I mean, you're not going through shoulder rehab, so whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but no, it was good. Training's been good. I actually had a conversation with a new coach today. Um, so I've signed up with him. I think I'm pretty sure I signed up for 12 months. I can't really remember. But anyway, I've signed up with him. It's uh, It was actually kind of cool. So... It's a guy that used to work in a gym that I used to go to a lot of like seminars and events at. And I remember the first time I ever met him. It's a story about whenever I walked into the, the gym, the M10 gym, and they, it was just big fucking guys and they demanded respect because they just had a presence. And that's what made me want to have a presence of these big fucking guys. And um, so it's a guy called James. Um, and I mean, I genuinely haven't spoke to this guy in like five or six years. And it was just like catching up with an old friend. So it was cool. Um, so yeah, I had a conversation with him today and 
what was interesting was obviously we spoke about goals and what I wanted to achieve. And this is something that I've noticed that I've been getting a lot on calls with potential clients or discovery calls or whatever is people aren't necessarily coming to me with a desired physique or weight goal. It's more the, the mindset and the mental side of things. Um, and that's what I said to James as well. I was like, I, I need to be more productive, operate in a higher level. And I know that managing my physique and managing my nutrition and managing my training is what can get me there. Um, so it's not necessarily, yeah. I want to look a certain way, but it's, I know that when I do look a certain way, I'll feel a certain way. So it's almost like going to him for the byproduct that I know I'll get. So to a conversation with him, I have another call scheduled with him next week. Um, and then basically we'll get started and go from there. That's awesome. And I think that highlights the importance of, listen, we're always trying to improve ourselves and learn more that, you know, we can help and share with others. So by you going to a coach, you know, it's, I always thought it was the, the weirdest thing, a trainer having a trainer. You expect, you know, Yoda not to have, you know, <laughs> you know, the, his, his, his mentor, but he obviously Yoda had a mentor and, you know, and it's those things where, you know, can you, if you're not continuously learning about your job or profession, if you're not continuously getting better with yourself or trying to learn more, you're not going to be a great trainer with anybody else. Right. And I think, um, you know, as, as I've gone through this process, I, I can't imagine myself without a trainer, uh, because I, you know, I, I love the aspect of, you know, the positivity, the reinforcement, uh, having a plan, having somebody on the outside, be able to say, Hey, you know, you're messing up or, Hey, you are on, on track for what we want to do. Um, those are all like important things. I think that, that a trainer instills in you. And, you know, obviously, you know, if I decide to leave security someday and become a personal trainer, I'll still have trainer, you know, obviously you bet, but, uh, um, you know, <laughs> thanks, you know, thanks for clarifying. I, I don't think that's ever going to happen, but, uh, um, you know, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's such an incredible experience because you start to learn so much more. And I think, you know, today's topic is, you know, how do you, for one, uh, how do you track progress with yourself? And two, how can a trainer, help you with that and, and what should we be looking for? And I know we've done podcasts before on what you should be looking for from a trainer, but I think it's also important to recognize, you know, where trainers really facilitate um, your success in these different areas, because, you know, I think the, the largest case that a lot of people struggle with is when they're doing it on their own, um, you know, one, most likely don't know what you're doing. Um, two, you know, the, the progress is such a, a difficult thing to track because it is such a slow burn to get there. You've spent years jacking yourself up, um, you know, to get to a place where you're happy and in, in even knowing what that is. You know, I, we hear all the time that, hey, I want to drop 40 pounds and I'll be happy. Well, guess what? When you drop those 40 pounds, you're probably not going to be happy. Um, you, know, it, you know, people want that, that chiseled six pack. Guess what? You're probably not going to be happy with that. You're probably going to want more muscle. You know, and then what's, what does that mean? So there's all of these different things that that, you know, we really don't know. Um, and we see somebody's physique and we're like, Hey, we want that physique right there. Um, how do I get there, Ben? Um, you know, that's some of the things that I think, you know, today's discussion is about. And I think for me, I learned a lot, you know, just coming from, I'm like, I, the first thing I said to you, and we, we talked about this before the podcast is, Hey, I want to look like this, this coach here on tonal, uh, you know, he's got this massive amount of six pack on abs and these massive biceps. And can you get me there in three months? You know, and, uh, obviously <laughs> not going to happen, but I think I'm actually bigger than that guy now. So that's cool. So. <laughs> <laughs> not that we compare ourselves to anyone. No, else. no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Do you know what? There's actually a couple of points that, that I'd like to take out of what you just said. And, and one thing that I've been thinking about recently is, you know, whenever you set yourself goals with a finish line, I almost think it can be counterproductive. So you talked about there about losing 40 pounds or getting a six pack or whatever the goal is. 
that to me is is setting yourself up that you're going from A to B. And sometimes I find that that what that also almost does with people is they like, okay, I'm willing to suffer for this amount of time to get to this place. And then whenever they get there, they just totally lose their shit and go off the rails. And that's why I, I'm not against setting goals. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm what I'm trying to get at and what we do, and you know this is we set yourself up with the habits and the routines that can sort of get you there, but right. know that you can do it long-term because I've seen it, whether it's getting ready to go on holiday or whether it's getting ready for your friend's wedding or whatever the, the short-term goal is or whatever the finish line is, people are willing to do it for a short amount of time. And then after that, it's a total shit show. And it's because they don't necessarily believe in the system or what they're doing. They can't, it's not something that they can do long term and they have reached the finish line rather than looking at you know what we do from a training aspect or nutrition aspect there's something that can improve the quality of your life overall not just something that you can do to drop a dress size so you can look good at some person's wedding that you don't even really want to go to and um, so i think that is an important note in terms of the the coaching aspect one thing from speaking to james that he was like you know why me um which is a funny question actually whenever you think about it um <laughs> He was like, why did you pick me? And I was totally straight up with him. I was like, since since I, like I said, broke up with Callum, since Callum hasn't coached me, I've struggled to find someone to fit that bill. And I actually reached out to Callum, my old coach, um, a couple of nights ago before I reached out to James and just said, look, do you think this is a good fit? They used to work together. Um, so, you know, he has a good understanding. He has a good understanding of me as a client, the person that I am, but also has a good understanding of, of James and the coach that he is. Um, and he says, yeah, it, a perfect fit. He'll continue. He'll keep you on the right track. He'll continue to educate you. And I think it's, it's a good fit overall. And I said, I told James the whole story. And for me, I think it is the, it's the continued education. Um, again, interesting, you know, he, he coaches 85% coaches or PTs. And one thing I did say, you know, he was asking about the people that I work with and you guys and, you know, which is another strange conversation for me to have all the time. Like, how did you end up there? And I'm like, uh, it's a bit of a fucking weird story. Um, but even for that, you know, he now knows the people that I coach and will be able to help me improve that. And I now have a point of reference of, you know, if somebody comes to me and it's something I don't know, or I need a second opinion on, I now have that person to go to. So it's not only a coach in terms of this person's going to help me manage my training and nutrition. It's almost right. like a mentor. And I think that this is sort of what wanted, what led me on to want to have this conversation today is, you know, I feel like everybody should have a coach in some capacity. I'm not trying to make this a sales pitch as it's going to be me, but a coach in something as someone that you can lean into whenever you're struggling with something or someone that can hold you accountable or someone that can be your second set of eyes. And that's something that, that I've said quite a lot recently. Um, I can't remember who it was that I was having the conversation with, but they were like, they just basically needed a second set of eyes that, you know, it's, it's almost like whenever you Wait, you're, you're going, having, you're having a conversation with somebody other than me. I'm kind of upset. About that. Like, that's... <laughs> I did. I, yeah. It was, it was too stony. No, but it was basically along the lines of, you know, you know, those, whenever you start to doubt the process and whenever you start to think, you know, oh, maybe I'm putting on too much body fat and are we pushing this too far in terms of calories? It's having that sort of second set of eyes to look at it, rationalize it, put it back to you, sort of zoom out on things and having that person. So I think it's not, it's not just a coach. It's somebody who can be a friend and a mentor. And I think that that, that ultimately is, is what I needed. Um, Someone like who's going to tell you it straight as well. I think it's probably probably something that, that should be in there. For for people that aren't 
coaches or trainers at this point, you know, looking at something that can put you into a system and, and guide you along there. So for me, you know, I, I look at some of the, the programs, like if you, if you didn't have a coach, you didn't have a trainer, like some of the programs, like, uh, um, like not some fast, uh, the hell's the, the one that my wife was always on that counts by points. Um, Weight, Weight Watchers, Slim Weight Watchers. There we go. There we go. Weight Watchers. So okay. like, you know, like a system like Weight Watchers is actually, you know, a, a relatively simple system. If you take the time to learn it, you know, you're, you're essentially, um, making carbohydrates, fats, and proteins, a very easy process for calculating, you know, point systems that equate to how many calories you should be taking per, per time. So, you know, if you, if you can do a system like that, that doesn't require constant nurture and feeding, Hey, more power to you. What I mostly find with, with folks that do like those types of programs, um, is that, you know, they'll do it for three, six, eight months and it's not sustainable and they come off of it and then they don't have any barometric around how to handle that in the future. So, you know, ultimately fails them, you know, down the road. So I think, you know, from what I've really enjoyed about this whole process, especially starting off is we've talked about my origin story in this, this fitness journey before on, on many, many occasions, but you know, I was at a point to where I felt like I was eating healthy. I felt like I was doing the right things working out. Um, I felt like I had ticked all the boxes to what I've been doing and I wasn't seeing any results. And the truth of the matter was I had no idea what the hell I was doing. Um, I had you know, literally no clue. Um, you know, not consistent calories, not consistent workout routines, lifting for no reason. You know, of course, I'm not going to see the results that I need from, from, from that. And so I think, you know, for me, having a coach was, was more so the guidance of going through those different scenarios and understanding my body, understanding my progress, understanding, you know, uh, you know, what I needed to do from, from a calories perspective and progress photos and, measurements and all of these things that system is is more so of a lifestyle than it is you know a a you know weight watchers type of plan or thing that i can come off of in six months so and i and i'm continuously learning just the other day you know i sent you two videos on rdls because we hadn't done those in a while in my training program and you know like from last week to the week before getting substantially better on my form and everything else it's an awkward movement for me on the hip hinge side of the house um and so you know, I'm continuously sending you videos and it's awesome to be able to say, Hey, here's feedback in the one you did. Um, you know, he, he actually drew lines and showing where my back should be and, and how, you know, I should be pausing and, and breathing and all these different aspects to improve my form. And next week I tried to apply those concepts and it got substantially better. Some things, some things to still work on. And those types of improvements are things that, you know, are invaluable to me because I am continuously, um, learning from somebody else that, you know, understands what I'm going through, understands where I'm at, understands my progress, understands what I need to do, if I need to go heavier or lighter or whatever. And you'd mentioned that the whole point of, you know, hey, are we putting on too much body fat or whatever? Um, you know, we recently went through a pretty substantial bulking phase where I was eating 4,000 calories a day, which was really tough to do. Um, you know, and then we went through... Do you know what the, the, worst, the worst part about that is for you? The next time we go through that phase, it's going to be more. Like you're going to need to push calories. But, I don't so you think that was, that was bad? <laughs> I don't even know if I could do that. I was, trying, I was getting sick of food. I'm like, seriously, like I got, I got like 500 more calories and it's nine o'clock at night. I'm like, I got to figure this out, you know? So, I was, you know, whatever, but uh, it's, it's, it's exciting. But you know, what was, what was cool about that is, you know, it did push me through to a threshold where we had put on some body fat. Right. And, and I was like, Whoa, what are we doing? There's body fat here. There's body fat. I see body fat right there. And I, I don't see as much abs as I used to. He's like, chill out. You know, we're, we're, we're pushing this as, as far. And by the way, I'll tell you that how I felt on 4,000 calories is very different than how I feel, felt on 2,500 calories. Um, you know, you, the energy, the 
increases in muscle mass, the power and strength you have and everything else is just incredible. Um, and then, you know, what we did is we started tapering off and it, it balanced itself out and I, and I slimmed back down and I got abs again. So, you know, it's, it's, it's that going through those uncomfortable stages of trusting yourself, not, not even trusting yourself, trusting your trainer. And, and then from there, um, you know, going through that and coming out even stronger is, is such a cool experience. So again, if I didn't have somebody guiding me there, there's no way I push those boundaries or limits. There's no way I would be making the progress that I'm making. There's no way that I would be in a position I am today, you know, a year and a half ago to today, um, you know, to, to get to this, this specific spot. Yeah. I think, and we've said this before, like, you know, probably because of your mindset towards the scale before we started, if you had started to push calories and saw the scale go up, you'd have been like, well, nope, fuck this. And then started going back down. So you would never have, have fully leaned into any sort of muscle building phase. Yes. Okay. You probably could have built some muscle, but not to the same capacity that, that you were able to by actually committing to it. And I think that the, you know, I'll always say, I'm, again, I'm pretty honest whenever I'm, I'm on initial calls with people, like my goal is to educate you to the point that you no longer need me, which yes, is a fucking stupid business model, but it's something that people need. And, you know, you're talking about, Weight Watchers and all those things, like while they're great for getting people from A to B, generally I think that they fuck people's relationships up with food by saying things that good or bad. And I think even the term is a sin and not a point. I'm like, geez, that's going to like psychologically fuck people up somewhere along the line. And I think that, I don't know if it's that one specifically, but I think one of them it's like potatoes and pasta are unlimited. I'm like, fucking challenge accepted. I'm like, I can put away a lot of pasta. Like I'm not going to fucking lose any weight. But yeah. anyway, it doesn't, it doesn't give you the education that you need to do this long term. And that's always my goal with anybody I work with, whether it's six months or six years or however long it is, um, to sort of give that education and to give you the understanding of what you need to do for your body. And I'll, I'll always, always, always appreciate what Callum did for me in that point that, you know, he spent two or three years working with me to the point that I know exactly what I need to do to, you know, strip some body fat or whatever it is. I know exactly how to manage my own body. And that's not necessarily what I need from a coach now. I need the accountability side. I need the continued education side and someone to someone to hold me to a higher standard than I hold myself. So then I can operate at a higher standard and hold you guys at a higher standard than you hold yourself. And that's how we all get better as, you know, a team and a community. Yeah, I'll tell you the the weight aspect of things has been a really interesting shift for me, and that's taken me a long time to get over. Like, he, like probably like a couple of weeks ago, pretty much. To be honest with you, um, but uh, I, I know, I know. <laughs> um, but what's funny about that is, you know, I, I, putting it in perspective, one thing that um, always bothered me was like you'd see like these massively huge guys, and they're like two hundred ninety, three hundred pounds, but they're also like five foot five. You know, like, and you're like, and, and then you look at me, and I'm like, I'm hitting two, I'm hit, I hit two forty now in my two forties. And, you know, um, I was looking at, there's another trainer, um, on social media. That's, you know, wait, six, wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. You're looking not, at other he, trainers on social media. No, no, it's, it's, what? it's just, it's like, what, Do you what, follow what, him? what, what? I, I follow him, but he's, I, I'm never what? gonna, I'm never gonna go. With this him. is boring. <laughs> you know what? I know, uh, no, uh, no, I, I think you follow him too. His name is Zach. I don't know if you follow him or not. No, it doesn't sound familiar. Oh, okay. Anyways, I mean, it, 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 I happen to get introduced to him like on social media, and he's like a big keto guy. All he does is like eat like you know meats and cheese and stuff like that. But he's he's interesting because it's it's interesting to see like his perspective of things of like keto. He's like all all in on keto, like very very low carb and you know, stuff like that. And I'm the exact opposite. So I always like I try to understand like how does he get energy? Like how does he do what he does? And but what's interesting about his body type is he's six five, and um, I'm. I would say I'm bigger than him muscle mass size, 
but he's definitely leaner. Uh, you know, he's got a leaner body type than I ever, you know, ever, ever, ever had. And, uh, you know, but he's at like, you know, two, this guy up. 237 or something like that, you know, and, and he's, you know, same, same basically size as me. So um, it's, you know, that, that gives me some assurance that, you know, hey, do you want me to send you a text message with his, his Twitter handle? No, I can find him. It's fine. Did you say Zach something? It's, yeah, hang on a second. I'll send it to you. Yeah. You, are you jealous now? I'm not. I'm not cheating on you. I mean, just you know, just. <laughs> uh, but uh, but it's interesting because you know his body type is is very much the same as mine, and weight wise, we're basically in the same comparison there. So, you know, as I, I one of the hard things that I've had to deal with is you know as my there there has to be something that gives right. I either have to lose muscle mass or lose fat in order to lose weight, right? And if my goal is to increase muscle mass, which again, I understand everybody's goal is that, but if my goal is to increase muscle mass while retaining a relatively lean fat uh, size, I'm still going to have to go up in weight. So, you know, for me, it's all about, um, you know, building muscle mass. So I understand that as part of that, as long as I'm not gaining 10 pounds a week, cause I'm eating, you know, 10,000 pop tarts, I'm in the good shape. I'm, I'm in good shape of, of my progress and goals, hitting my protein goals, hitting my calorie goals. Uh, and it's in a controlled fashion. So, I'm less concerned about my weight now um, than I ever have been, as long as my other biomarkers are good as well. My cardio is still good. Uh, and we talked about this, you know, if there's anything that's impacting, you know, my heart health, my cardio, um, anything's impacting my blood work, then it's time to say, Hey, we're at a good spot here. And let's, you know, let's kind of maintain and look at that. But, you know, at the, at, as of right now, everything's perfect. We're still growing. I asked my doctor the same thing, you know um, you know, I said, listen, cause you know, if you get on the scale, uh, your was it body mass index or BMI or is it the it, it's like it's you're like you're obese and I'm like yeah well that's not the case you know I know you are know. like I used to I used to I be used to be I used to be and I asked the doctor I'm like hey is there any issue with me you know being you know this heavy um, and also um, you know putting on muscle mass he's like no he's like dude you're he's like you're amazing I was like I, I've never seen a 39 year old in your shape so keep going um, so that was that was reassuring so. You know, it's it's that that weight aspect that always you know threw me off. But again, I think the measurements are important. Um, you know, are your measurements staying relatively consistent from a waist and hip perspective? You know, are your arms growing? Are your is your chest growing? Is your neck growing? Um, are your quads growing? Are your um, uh, calves growing? Which might never grow. Sons of bitches. And still, uh, eight, eight years later, still not growing. Fucking calves, man. They, I, I don't know. I don't know what I need to do. Like, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get Botox injections in my calves. You can get. Make... You can get calf implants. You can get that. It's an actual <laughs> thing. It's fifteen. It's fifteen hundred there... euros per leg. You already looked it up. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I do not have them. I do not have them. <laughs> Dude, it'd be what'd be great is like you know I have like these fairly big quads, but then, but like but my calves are like just blown out. Like I just have like the biggest like mismatch of of yeah. fake. You know, muscle. there's a couple. There's a couple the guys that, that train in the gym that, that you're like they just look completely out of proportion. Do you know what I mean? Like calves okay, should be big, but not to the same point where they're like you're like an upside down heart shape. Yeah, yeah. This guy, it's by the way, hard. I'm not I'm not jealous of Zach's strength, right? But he looks absolutely fucking miserable in his photo. <laughs> so I don't know whether it's because he's shredded and he's just depressed about food or it's because he's had to do keto to get there, but he looks sad. He looks, upset. He looks like he needs a hug. He's, the other he's thing a nice about guy, nice guy, but he eats, he eats a lot of a lot of eggs. A lot of eggs is his thing. He's like all about eggs. 
The uh, the other thing about that, and I heard this on a podcast recently, that people are bumming and blowing about, you know, oh, you burn more fat whenever you're doing keto. They're like, yeah, you burn more fat when you're doing keto because you're fucking eating more fat. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. It makes, it makes total sense. Um, but yes, the, so obviously, you know, having different markers and different touch points in terms of not just looking at the scale, I think is massively important because it, it can get frustrating if you're just looking at one thing. Um, and obviously, you know, as a society, we're, we're, have been brought up with the scale. Like it's been what everybody's all, all, always known. And I think that that's probably one of the biggest hurdles for me working with people is trying to get them to step away from just focusing on the scale. And I know that it's been a recent thing for you. And I know that some clients that I do still work with at the minute say that they're over it, but they're not. Um, because it's been such a big part of their life for so long. Do you know what I mean? And especially if you've come from a position that you have been, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 pounds overweight or whatever it is. So I do understand that. And I'm not saying that, that those people aren't losing weight, but it's some weeks that, you know, whatever's going on in your body, whether it's undigested food, holding on to water, whether just no weight has come off or whatever. And that's why we look at measurements. That's why we look at yeah. recovery. That's why we look at, you know, <laughs> biofeedback that's why we look at heart rate variability rest and heart rate and all those things like it's having sort of a zoomed out view on on what's going on in your entire body and not just what the scale says based on standing on it once a week well let's let's cover that really quick from from a progress perspective because i think it's important to set expectations for yourself you know can you go on a juicer diet or starvation diet and lose 20 pounds that's that's fine like you can do that if you want to put yourself through that, I, I, me fasting for one day, I want to eat my dogs. Like, you know, like I'm like, you know, then that sounds horrible, but like, I'm hungry, you know, like I'm a hungry person. My body needs, my body needs, my body needs energy and meat and protein and everything else. And, and I'm not saying you have to have meat, you know, there's obviously plant-based options there, but, um, but the dogs but, uh, are meat. So the dogs are me. So, um, and obviously I would never eat my dogs, love my dogs, but, uh, but there's a couple of times I thought about it. I'm like, Hey, you know? Um, but, uh, I think that, I think the biggest, the biggest difference we need to sort of give here is there's a difference between losing weight and losing body fat. And I don't want to be the coach of like, oh yeah, you know, body fat this and you know, whatever, but you know, yes, you, you can lose weight by not eating and you will be lighter. Like I could probably lose 10 pounds in a week if I wanted to, I'd be fucking miserable and everybody around me would be miserable too, but I could do it if yeah. I wanted to see a number on the scales. And I guess probably a good comparison to this is, you know, athletes that need to make weight. How many, for example, he lost four pounds in an hour because he <laughs> yeah. had to, like, you, because you he, sent me the pictures of that. I was literally <laughs> laughing my ass off looking at homie in a full sweat pet, you know, outfit in a sauna. Cause he yeah. got the KG to pound conversion wrong. <laughs> yeah. So he didn't, he didn't make weight whenever he went for his weigh-in before his show and he had literally one hour before the, the cutoff time and he had to lose four pounds and he did it. So, you know, you can do ridiculous things to your body to lose weight. I wouldn't recommend doing that. He spent an hour in his full clothes in a sauna. Absolutely brutal. But so in terms of like, you can lose weight. Yes, you can. But there's a difference between losing weight and losing body fat. And I've touched on this before about the times that you should sort of like feel hunger and why that's a good thing. And that's actually fat oxidization in your body. So knowing the difference between those two, and that's why measurements are so important, specifically waist and hips. And they're the main ones that I will look at, you know, whether we're in a, a muscle building phase or a fat loss phase, if we're in a fat loss phase, we should see them moving. If we're in a muscle building phase, we should see them standing and around the same. And that's when we're okay for weight to sort of tick up. And we've been there before that, you know, your waist measurement 
has stayed in and around the same, if not dropped, while we're, while we're adding weight. So there's a big difference between what weight you are and how much body fat you have. Yeah. And, you know, that's why um, whenever I hear, and this is a big misconception that I think a lot of folks get wrong is, is let's just say you're um, overweight. Okay. And you want to get rid of your stomach or your, your love handles. Right. I will, you know, 100% tell you, those are the two hardest things to lose. Those are the last parts of your body that go uh, from a fat loss perspective. Everybody does carry weight differently. Like for me, you know, my stomach is number one. My love handles actually go away before my stomach does. Like it's such a pain in the ass. Um, and it's like literally the last thing to go. And so, um, you know, like ab workouts aren't going to help you with, you know, losing weight in your stomach. Now, abs will pop out better if you have a lean structure and they will look more defined as you start to do more ab exercises. But, you know, here's the thing. Let's just say uh, you believe you're 40 pounds overweight, okay? When you lose that 40 pounds, you're still going to look skinny fat, um, you know, because you don't have any muscle mass. Uh, you don't have any definition in your body unless you get really, 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 really lean, um, you know, and, and you have a little bit of muscle left in that after you've completely like starved yourself and not giving yourself enough protein and your body eats away at what muscle you had left. Um, that's why when Ben goes through everything, um, you know, it's really a combination of, uh, trying to, uh, do resistance training, uh, to build up your muscle and then putting yourself in a slight caloric deficit, um, so that you, uh, lose weight, but you're also maintaining and building muscle mass, which is possible to do. You know, if you're surrounding yourself with enough protein, you're giving your muscles enough protein for growth and repair, um, and you're in a slight deficit from a calorie perspective, which means that you're, you're consuming or your body is, uh, expunging more calories or burning more calories than you're consuming, you will inherently lose weight, whether that's a pound or two a week, which is about average. If you're much heavier, you can do a little bit more than that. But ultimately, that that balanced of one to two pounds a week and making sure that you get enough protein intake to sustain your muscles will eventually get you a much better definition down the road when you lose that weight um, than having to shred and lose it all and then try to build back up again, which is very difficult to do. And you're not going to be happy with the results because if you want to build a lot of muscle mass, a byproduct that is going to be being in a surplus and adding, you know, having fat um, as, as a byproduct of it. So it's this balance you have to do with your body. And you can absolutely stay in a caloric deficit for the rest of your life uh, and, you know, continue to build muscle that way. It'll be a much slower process than if you were eating a lot more food and had a lot more energy and were, you know, doing more lifting. But it's it's what you want to accomplish with your routine and exercises. You know, the biggest caution I'd say for people when you're trying to track progress is, you know, people want immediate results. They want to shed 20 pounds in a week. Well, you're going to be fucking miserable for that week. Everybody's going to hate being around you and you're going to hate yourself. Why not do it in a more skilled approach where you're building muscle and you're losing that weight at the same time? And then from there, sustain that and then, you know, continue to improve on it. So, again, these <clears throat> things that we're talking about are, are slow and sustained things that you can do. And I think, you know, everything from progress photos of, of what you're looking at that would you mentioned around heart rate variability and sleep, 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 sleep. So important um, body recovery and everything else. Those are all fundamental steps that you put into yourself to get those those day to day things happening. Yeah. And, I, you know, there's so many 
there seems like there's so much there, which there is in a sense, and you need to realize like it's just adding one thing in at a time. Because if you're getting people to look at all this shit, they're like, what the fuck, I can't, don't have time to do this, blah, 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 blah. But they need to realize that, you know, we haven't just got from where we started to this now. It's been gradual, you know, implementing different things and adding different things and whatever else that it's needed to be. Um, I think probably a good sort of point to note on the training side of things and the muscle building thing is, you know, your, your training age plays a big part in that. So if you've never lifted weights before, and you've never trained and now you want to start because you want to lose some weight, you will make the most progress in the shortest amount of time at that time. So whether it's Absolutely. the first three months, six months or whatever, utilize that time as much as possible because your body can transform rapidly because it's never done that. As you as your training age grows, the progress that you can make in terms of strength gains and muscle gains starts to slow down, um, which shit let's be honest but it is. you know it, it, it's just you know it just comes down to the, the timing of it um so i try and utilize that as much as possible and then recognize the same sort of thing that you know if you're you've been training at any sort of level for three four five years understand that yes you can still make progress it is going to be harder it is going to take a little bit more in terms of maybe managing your nutrition slightly differently or you know maybe dialing your, your training slightly differently or whatever it needs to be it will take longer but i've had this conversation before with you and, and on the group call like to me those reps are the ones that really matter do you know what i mean like at the start okay yeah it's fucking class because you can you know add 10 reps to this and add 20 kilos to this you're like oh my god i'm fucking superhuman but whenever it starts to slow down, you really need to grind those reps and you're hitting all time PBs. And you're like, I'm actually lifting weight that I've never lifted before. And it's been a real challenge to get there. Then it's much more rewarding. And you know that, you know, you have increased the muscle mass, you have the muscle maturity there to do it. And you've been able to sort of increase that over time. So yes, it's good to sort of utilize the quote unquote newbie gains at the start of it. But as you start to get into the process and it becomes a little bit more difficult, it definitely, definitely becomes more rewarding. Yeah, I, um, you know, like the, the way that I like to track progress is, you know, obviously from a measurement perspective, visuals are a big thing. Um, but I'll tell you how I feel is a big component of that. So, you know, energy throughout the day, um, quality of life, um, how I feel personally about myself, you know, when I go out and I'm coaching my kids basketball thing, I feel big. I feel like I'm a, a muscular guy, you know, like they're like, that dude's been lifting, you know, I love that feeling. That's great. And uh, I want to continue to grow that. But some of the things that, you know, I think really make a big difference for me uh, from a, 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 a just an understanding of me progressing is is exactly that. Can I put up more weight than I traditionally have been able to do before? And I remember when you and I were pushing that that power building program. You know, our goal was to get above five hundred pounds, right? For for the sumo deadlift. Oh, and, God, we've made it this far. And we haven't talked about our rectal again. Anyway, oh sorry, yeah, yeah, we gotta get. We definitely gotta get. To get there. God, <laughs> that was pretty. That was pretty intense. Um, <clears throat> I'm not gonna get there anytime soon, but. Uh, but uh, you know, your 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 not to go on this, but your spinal rectus and your your overall back is just insane. But uh, anyways, so I went to go do the five hundred five pound deadlift and I couldn't get to it. You know, it took me forever to finally get there. And just the other day, I just had some friends over. You know, I, I had done like three or four main sets where I was in like the four fifty five you know range. I was doing like eight of those, and I was you know I was like tearing it up. I'm like, ah, I'll just go to 505. And I lifted 505 twice. Like, like it was like nothing, you know, like, you know, that's the cool progress that you start to see with yourself is that, Hey, you are getting stronger. Um, your, your muscles are getting more acclimated to heavier weights. And I'll tell you injury wise, I, I don't even come close to the sciatica issues or the it band issues that I was getting before. I don't come even close to, you know, having any type of, of muscle issues. I mean, I will get 
tiredness or soreness in areas that I work, you know, really hard, but never to a point to where it's ever, you know, precluding me from doing something else. So, you know, everything has, has really balanced itself out. And, and a lot of that is, you know, kind of customizing my equipment to my body and making sure that I don't put the strain where I don't need to. Um, but I also think that it has to do with, I'm just getting way stronger. Right. And that's, that's the progress that I like to see is that I'm strong. Um, I can do a lot of reps and, and throw down a lot of volume and weight. Um, and I can kick everybody's butt at Orange Theory, you know, uh, when I'm running. Although I will say there is uh, just a really quick tangent story. We had this thing called uh, uh, it's called Orange Everest, where you basically have to increase, you know, every you know it's like it's like you start at two percent incline, and you go to three, four, five, all the way to fifteen every minute, and it's like twenty four minutes of just inclines, and then you go back down again. It's miserable, and I just wasn't feeling it. And I'm I'm, I'm I will say that. There was a girl that was two uh, two stalls down for me, or two tra- trembles down for me. She absolutely beat me, uh, and uh, so I, I did lose, uh, <laughs> which I'm okay with. I was not. Did she know she was in a competition or no? She she's actually the one that that will come to me and say you beat me today or something like that. She she, she, okay. one, she mentioned to me one time she's like I was trying to beat you the other day or whatever. I'm like oh dang, I was paying attention. Do you tell any of the guys in Orange Theory about the podcast? Like I feel like you talk about Orange Theory and the people that are there are quite a lot. I think they should be a part of it. I mean, hey, maybe maybe they should know about it. I, I don't say anything about it just because we talk shit about them a lot, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> not in a bad way. They're great folks. They'd be like, that, uh, that's me. He's talking about me. Yeah, yeah. No, they're all great folks. They're amazing, you know, kind-hearted individuals. And I love, you know, and I just love that whole, you know, mindset of going through it. But, but uh, you don't want the guy that wears the short shorts to know that you call him short shorts that's, guy. That's right. That's right. There's definitely a short shorts guy there. So <laughs> I think the the point about progress and the point about like weight and stuff like that. There's a there's a lot of aspects to it, and the. Number one, I think the 505 is such a psychological number. And this is something that I th- I find quite interesting in terms of like numbers. And it has happened to me in the past that I was trying to get to 200 kilos in a deadlift, which is like 440, I guess. Um, and I could lift 195 pounds or 195 kilos all day long. No problem. But yeah. putting that additional five kilos on, you may as well have super glued the fucking thing to the ground. Like I could yeah. not even move it off the ground. It's amazing and how it, much difference that little bit of, yeah. I mean, you put your capacity, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, so I think it's the same sort of thing with, with the 505 because it's that going from a four number at the start to a five number. It's a psychological number. So that's one aspect of it. Another aspect is I got a message from David Boyd kind of today. Um, is it better to go heavier and not able to finish the set or go lighter and finish all your reps? Um, well, I'm going to actually ask you to see whether you got the same response as me before I answer. Depends on what your goal is. Um, <laughs> you know, if <clears throat> to me, to me, uh, going heavier is going to be better for strength and, and, uh, going longer for rep ranges. Although I wouldn't try to hit 12, you know, if, if your rep range is 12, for example, I would try to be in the 10 to 11 range of, of being there to try to push max capacity, but that's going to increase muscle hypertrophy. So for me, if it's a earlier set, uh, absolutely going super heavy to where I can't hit the rep ranges, um, you know, of like, you know, lower rep ranges more for strength and then the upper ones more for muscle hypertrophy endurance. So that would, that's would be my, 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 my response. Okay. So same. So basically what I said is both it's, it's good to do both. So yep. <clears throat> one thing that, that I find all the time with myself is, whenever you start to get to a point where you're lifting weights that you have never lifted before, you need to get your body used to actually holding that yes. weight. So yes. for example, last week, whenever I did the, the dumbbell press, there were 55 kilo dumbbells, which is 110 pounds. I think, um, not, not my 120, but it's close. They, uh, 
Did you really do 120? You just went, no, I didn't do it. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I had never lifted them before in that movement. So I got like, I did 50 pounds before or 50 kilos before, which is a hundred pounds, whatever. And I did like eight. And genuinely, that was the first time I've ever done them. I was training by myself. I was able to get them up. I didn't need a spotter or whatever. And I was like, mm, this feels okay. So I'll try the 55s. The gym got new dumbbells at gym dock and they now go up to 80 and I'm looking at them and I'm like, what the fuck? Um, so anyway, 55 and I did four reps. Now I know that I can do four reps at that weight. So next time I yeah. go in, I do five and six. So to me, it's good to go in and feel weight that you've never felt before. Well, no matter what movement that is that you're doing, just get a feel for the weight to feel like what it is in your body. You know, if it's a squat, even just put the weight in your back, take a step back and go, nope, fuck this. There's no way I'm going to be able to do that and back in. If it's a pull, if it's a deadlift, if it's a rec pull, whatever, just feel like what the weight feels like in your hand. And you maybe will only get two, three, four, five reps. But then you know, and then you go into your set that you're doing, you know, eight to 12 or whatever it is that you're working set and you're getting that upper rep range. So it's good to do both because you don't know what your body's capable of. Your body obviously needs to adjust to be able to hold the weight. And generally I find that, you know, after two or three weeks of, of having that weight and feeling it, you're fine with it. You know, your body knows what it feels like. It knows what to expect and you can do the reps and you can hit your rep range. No problem. Yeah. I, you know, uh, a good example of this, of, of one of the examples that I would use is my bench press. Uh, when I'm doing bench press, um, if I'm going to like, I, so I document, you know, uh, then I'll give me a training program. I'll take that training program. I'll digest it into my Excel spreadsheet that calculates my total volume, my, 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 um, my, uh, uh, you know, like previous record from the week before and everything else. So I can look at all the data and say, okay, here's where I was at last week. Let's try to exceed that in some way, shape or form this week. And, you know, in, in certain movements and <clears throat> for bench press, if I'm doing heavier, like, so for example, uh, my bench press is a big compound movement. So I'm trying to get, to, you know, anywhere between like three to eight uh, reps, you know, per, per, um, you know, after my, my warm up ex exercise. And so if I'm in the eight rep range, you know, I typically will be increasing that weight substantially so that, um, I'm in the more the, the, the four to five rep range or three to five rep range uh, for those and get c comfortable with that. Um, when I increase the weight, even if I think I can do more, I tend to err on the side of caution the first time I'm doing it um, just because I want to feel that weight and to ensure that I'm doing proper form and technique as I go through. So I'll actually go a little bit slower, which fatigues muscle a little bit more, and I make sure that I do it properly. Now, I've definitely failed. I've, I think I send Ben picks at least twice a week where um, I've hit complete failure on my muscles and I did, you know, the bars just over, over like this. I'm like, damn it. I have to like crawl under this thing again and like get underneath it and, you know, get around it again. That's why we have safety uh, straps. But, um, you know, but uh, um, when you're, when you're feeling that type of weight um, and you've never done it before, you know, obviously form and technique and everything that you've built yourself upon, which is why we always say, you know, don't start off heavy. Uh, Boyd was actually with me, um, and I was showing him uh, sumo deadlift. That, that photo was hilarious. <laughs> the photo that you sent. With Cardi B? The, oh, the, yeah. With no, the one yeah, that yeah. you sent me. Like, I screenshot this photo. It looked like he just had regret on I, his face. I like, murdered, why did I sign up for this shit? <laughs> I murdered him that day. It was, it was, uh, you should have called the police. There was a crime uh, being committed for him. Uh, you know, it's so, so fun. I don't know why I enjoy doing it, but uh, they're like, oh, I'm done. I'm like, no, we, we still have, we still have 12 more sets to go. Yeah, I would love that. This for years, yeah. Honestly, if I if I wasn't doing so well in cybersecurity, I would be a trainer because just, like, look, just build the gym next door to Trusted Tech. I'll come go. over and we can just coach people together, and I'll just that's it. Let's do it. That's that it. works okay. out. That sounds good to me. We, so I got I got the space for it. So, um, you know, but uh, it's it, with Boyd specifically. Um, you know what 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 um, what he struggles with is what I struggle with as well, which is you know kind of 
scared to ask about certain things, like because you want you don't want to feel like you don't know what you're talking about in certain areas. And and that's not the thing. Like like you doing something you've never done before in lifting, you want to make sure that you're doing it appropriately. And I was the same way. I'm like, oh, you know, with Ben, I don't want to send him this video because I don't want him to think I don't know what I'm doing here, even though I've been doing it for like a month. Um, that's the wrong approach. You want to be open and transparent with somebody that understands what you're doing so that you can start off with weight that is very light um, to get proper form and technique, and then you build upon that. So for me, it has taken me you know, a year and a half to feel like I have a good form with sumo deadlifts and with you know traditional deadlifts and with bench press and you know everything else. Now, RDLs are a great example where I haven't done those in a long time, and I didn't do them very well when I first started. And I back into doing RDLs again, and I'm like, Ben, I need some help on this to make sure I'm doing it appropriately. What can I do to improve this? Because I'm starting to get into heavier weights again uh, with them building up on the weights. So I think, you know, for me, you know, rep ranges are important. So, you know, what I like about our training programs that we schedule is that usually there's a kind of like a warm up your muscle type of exercise where maybe we're doing like leg curls to get some blood pumping into the into the glutes and hammies. And then we do our big compound movement, which is going to be, you know, heavy on strength. So low rep range between three to three to eight. Uh, and we do a lot of that. Um, and then the rest of it is supplemental ones to burn and fatigue the rest of the muscles for hypertrophy or growth. And so at the very end of my leg exercises, as an example, I think the last two you have me do um, is basically um, uh, leg presses uh, to just destroy my quads. There's only two of them, but it's a 15 second rest in between, which is ridiculously hell, hell on earth, by the way. Um, and it's, it's basically as many reps as you can do until you have complete muscle failure, um, you know, with your with your legs. So, you know, what you're trying to accomplish is muscle fatigue and muscle failure. If you can get as close as you possibly can to complete muscle failure, you've done yourself a really good job and your muscles are going to grow because of that. Um, and that's ultimately what you want to accomplish. There's different fibers in your muscles that create strength, that create endurance, that create uh, growth in size. And so, you know, you're trying to hit all of those typically during, and again, if that's your goal, that that's my goal is to get stronger and to get bigger. Um, you know, you try to hit all of those and it's more of what we call power building. So combination of powerlifting and bo bodybuilding um, to get the size that you want, but also be strong as hell as you're going and doing it. And I really enjoy that type of program because one, I get to throw up some heavy ass weights and do some awesome stuff. And, you know, it's really cool because I, you know, I had, you know, three buddies over, boy was over and all they were doing was complimenting how fucking strong I was. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. That's why I lift. It's not, it's not to like, you know, girls to say, Hey, Oh my God, I can't believe you're so big. I don't care about that. It's when other dudes that lift are like, dude, you're strong. I'm like, yes, this is why Fuck I yes. lift. I don't care about anything else. This is it. So, you know, um, that's the, that's the cool part about, you know, this type of stuff is that you're continuously pushing yourself, getting yourself stronger. You're seeing the benefits of it and you're tracking the progress along to say, Hey, I'm on the right track or I'm not on the right track. These are things I need to change. And having a trainer there to supplement that and get you along that process is just invaluable. Yeah. And you know, the, the asking the question thing, I think is an important one at the end of the day, that's well, talk about me specifically. Like that's what I'm here for. I'm, I'm here for people to ask questions like that's, you know, you don't know what you don't know kind of thing. Um, and I think, you know, even if we go back to what you were saying about, you know, having someone there, or I guess it's, it's delegating the thing that you don't know. Like, for example, if you had a problem with the car, you're not going to try and fix it yourself. You're going to go to a mechanic, or if you have a fucking bust pipe in the house, you're going to get a plumber or someone who knows what they're doing. You're not going to try right. and fix it yourself. So if it's something that you really don't know, with your body, your physique, or your mind, like surely that is something that you should delegate to somebody who is a professional and knows what they're doing. And especially with, you know, if it is, a, to me, there are no stupid questions and I will always give the 
I'll give my side and the sort of side that I think that you would give. And I think that that's what is so unique about the yeah. podcast and what we do. Like we can see it from a coach's side and you from the client side and someone who just generally has an interest in everything that we're doing. So I'll always try and give some sides, give some perspective and, and, you know, it's my job to help. Like that's, that's the deal. And even, you know, people who aren't clients or people who aren't even in the community, like if somebody asked me for help in the gym, like I'm always going to help in any way that I can, because I remember being that person as to like looking at a machine and actually funny story. I haven't sent you the photo of it yet. So obviously the gym has got a belt squat. Now, I've never used a belt squat and we didn't use it in the house. So every time I'm sitting on the leg extension, which is just directly facing it, I'm like looking at it, trying to work out how the fuck the thing works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I haven't used it yet because I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, what is this? No, I just haven't. So um, I'm going to ask Rob the next time I'm in the guy that runs the gym, <laughs> how the fuck the thing works. But yeah, so it's about asking help and, and understand that you don't know everything. And, you know, that's an important thing for me. And even if we circle this back to, you know, me and Harry and James as a coach, I'm well aware that I don't know anything and I, I'll always continue to learn. And I can only do that from other people and surround myself for, yeah. with other people. Yeah. And that's, that's what it's all about. I mean, I learn every day from you. I learn from others. Uh, and that's, you know, it's the continual progress and making sure that you have a support system for it. And as you mentioned, you know, if you have a broken AC, you know, are you going to fix it yourself? Potentially. Uh, if you know a lot about ACs, uh, I'm not. I'm going to call somebody to come in and fix the AC, right? Same thing for your health, which it happens to be, by the way, like your most important aspect in life. Yeah, you know? Like, I know, like, but the one that you always just like, oh, I'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be fine. I, I'm like, okay, lack of sleep, eating, you know, like shit, uh, you know, destroying my body. No, no problem. It's fine. I, you know, everything else I'll take care of, but like, that's not the one thing I, and that's why, you know, when I hear people struggle with like, I feel like it's selfish that I'm taking so much time for myself. I'm like, you're really not taking time just for yourself. You're doing it for every aspect of your life, your mental clarity, your overall health and how you feel. If you feel better, you're probably going to be a better person. Uh, you're there for en more energy with your kids. Like yesterday, uh, I'll give you a prime example. Um, I had done just an insane leg workout. Thank you, Ben. Um, and it was also uh, chest day as well. So it was like chest and legs, basically. And uh, my legs were just absolutely shattered, but I went out and I had to do um, uh, teach my kids uh, basketball uh, AU group uh, for practice. And um, all the kids were like, you got to dunk. You got to dunk. I'm like, I just did legs. Like, you know, I'll make, you know what? I'm going to dunk. And I dunked, you know, and, you know, and my legs are like, seriously, what are you doing? I thought we were done with this. So it's a, but you know, it's like having the energy to even do that and to be, you know, consistent with it, with my kids. Um, it's life-changing. Right. And, and I feel so much better. I feel incredible and amazing. Um, the energy level and production that I have is, is through the roof. So, you know, literally I have zero complaints because I put the time in for myself Everything else around me has become better uh, because of, I've become a better person, but also I'm, I'm there for my kids and my family as I start to go through it. So it's, it's not just it's not a selfish thing to want to spend more time with yourself or to be able to do something or accomplish something for yourself. Um, that is wanting to be you and to be the best that you possibly could be for your family, for your friends, for your business. You know, obviously, we talked about business last week. I am at an all time high, um, you know, for my companies that I run. Uh, I'm, I'm efficient. Uh, you know, people say that you don't have time to do it. You do. Uh, it's just a matter of reprioritizing what's important, what's not, and what you can accomplish and what you can't. Um, you know, they always say, you know, the person that spends, you know, 20 hours a day, you know, working is, is the idiot. And the person that has automated what he can do as much as possible and spends, you know, seven hours a day or six hours a day working is, is much, you know, much better, uh, you know, person more efficient that way. So, you know, can you adjust what you're doing and just make these small changes? And, and by the way, I'm not saying you need to do what I'm doing here and to try to go crazy with it, but small adjustments, you know, counting calories, small adjustments, you know, getting out and walking. As soon as we get done with this podcast, I'm going out to the, I'm going out to the park and I'm uh, going to throw some headphones on, listen to a podcast and get some, get my steps in. So it's these small adjustments that with a, 
with a 60 pound uh, backpack. But um, it's these small adjustments that make a big difference in your life that allow you to start to have long-term gains down the road. And I think that's the important aspect of what we're trying to preach here is that, you know, everybody, anybody and everybody can do this trainer or not hold yourself accountable, you know, look for the, look for the small changes, track your changes, track your progress, look back in and say, okay, I'm not where I want to be at yet, but I'm getting there and I'm on that road to success. And that's, that's ultimately what you can hope for. Right. And, and push yourself for new PRs, like push yourself for new weights, Push yourself to do more steps. Push yourself to eat less because you want to be in more of a caloric deficit. Push yourself in new ways uh, to better yourself, and that's ultimately what you can do. Yeah, I think you know the the selfish thing comes up quite a lot, and the analogy that I always use, always always use, is whenever you get on the flight and the flight attendant's going through the thing that nobody ever watches, and she says, you know, if the shit hits the fan and the airplane's going to crash, you have to put your own oxygen mask on first. Now, I don't think she specifically says it that way, but the point of the story is. He tells you to put your own oxygen mask on first so that you can then help the other people around you versus you trying to put somebody else's oxygen mask on, you fucking die, and then you can't help anybody else. I realize a bit more, but but you get the point of the story. So you looking after yourself and you you know, taking time to prioritize your health is you putting your oxygen mask on first so you can then help benefit the people around you. And even down to the, you know, if, even if we take it back to you know, asking for help or asking questions. Like you say, you learn from me all the time. Anybody who sends me any sort of check-in or feedback or video or whatever, I'm learning from that because obviously everybody's different and everybody moves differently. So if it's maybe not something that I'm 100% sure on, I'm going to go and find out. So in a, in a way that, you know, that's you looking after yourself, but it's also me being able to, to continue to learn. And to your point of, you know, always trying to do better and, and PR and whatever else, like you don't, you genuinely don't know what you're capable of unless you go and try. And I think the biggest thing that I've realized is we are all a lot more capable than we think. Yeah. And it's easy to stay in your comfort zone and not to be like, you know, all the growth happens outside your comfort zone, laddie da, whatever. But it's more about actually challenging yourself and pushing to your point to actually see what you're physically capable, physically and mentally capable of. And you'll never know unless you actually go and try it. And okay, maybe you will fail, but again, there's a lesson on that and then you can go and try again. And I think I would rather try and fail a hundred times and know than not try at all. Yeah. And, uh, I have failed so many times throughout my life where I was a complete failure in all of this, but at the end of the day, I'm in a successful spot now and, um, you know, surrounding yourself with people that can make you successful, you know, this type of community that we have, that we've, we've created here too. Um, all, you know, definitely pros, but I think that's, uh, that's time for us on wrapping this up. Um, but, I do want to say that um, congratulations every... on getting a six hundred pound rack pill. Thanks. Thank oh no, we anyway, talk about the rack pills. Yes, right. <laughs> that, that, that's actually what I was going for. Not, that's what I, was talking about. I was actually talking about me and, uh, again, but uh, no, congratulations on the six hundred five pound rack pill. I, you said, dude, I, like it was crazy. Like I saw you do. I think it was like five fifty five or something like that. And then you uh, then you showed me one of and in which five fifty five went up like nothing. And then you did like the the six oh five, and I was like, what the hell? Like it didn't even look like you were struggling. It looked like there were feathers. I'm like. <laughs> There's something wrong with that. Something wrong like with zooming you. in, counting the plates, being like, what the <laughs> Yeah. I, I think I could <laughs> do like 535 maybe would be like my top peak limit. There's no way I'm anywhere close to 600. The thing, the thing about it is, and I said this to you, some days everything's just in line and you don't yeah. get those sessions all the time. And I remember Jason saying, it's like, you know, sometimes I go into the gym and I just feel fucking incredible. I know what it is. And like, he goes back and he looks at the data and he tries to break down like the entire two week period before to understand why that one session was better than the rest of them. 
and there's no there's no yeah. rationale to it. It's just sometimes you go in, you're hydrated, you're well rested, everything's feeling good, you don't have any aches and pains, you've got a good fucking playlist, like everything's just in line. And to me, I was just having fun with you because you told me what you did. And I was like, well, fucking watch this. And I didn't <laughs> ever expect that it was going to go to where it was. And I was just feeling good. Um, could I go in and do it again? I don't know. I guess we'll find out this week. Well, I know what my rack pulls are tomorrow. So I know what I'm going to be trying for. We'll see how that goes. Uh, my, my, Please my... don't do 605. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to promise that I'm not going to try. So, you know, <laughs> but it's actually going to be 605. 606. I'm going to throw like a, a pound of something on there, like a you know, like, something. Like clips, this water bottle. Definitely weigh, weigh something. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I'm actually excited. Tomorrow, um, I get the G15 installed. I got the new Force USA's uh, G15, which is uh, kind of like an all in one uh, weightlifting machine. It's got a Smith bar, which I'm a huge fan of Smith. Smith machines. And back on that again on a coach, you know, I'm like, hey, Ben, I'm getting this new Smith machine coming in. I'm thinking about swapping out maybe RDLs and rack pulls and things like that directly to um, the Smith machine because I really enjoy uh, the stability that you have in those. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. So, again, having a coach to be able to bounce ideas off of in your training programs and what you're looking to switch to and stuff like that is, is really exciting. But I'm really excited about the, the G15. That thing is so freaking heavy. I had three movers. I paid three movers to come and move it. And I was definitely lifting the majority of it. So it was four of us could barely even get that. There's this one box that weighed... 790 pounds and it was a massive oh, no. box it's ridiculous like i mean can you split those up a little bit more to where like they're half that or something but uh and there was four four boxes the other two were 650 pounds each and then this last one was only like like 250 pounds so that was no big deal but the rest of it I was it was a disaster getting into our house uh and uh but i'm excited about the assemblers coming tomorrow to put it together i will definitely not be putting it together myself um no, no fuck that fuck nope that. i'm actually nope. i'm gonna send you something so obviously if you're gonna have the if you're gonna have the Smith machine, you'll be able to band it for yeah. uh, incline chest press. So I'm gonna send you a thing that you'll need for the daisy chain, so you can use the band. The thing that I didn't oh, have whenever I was over there, but I'll send you. Oh that. yeah, so where when you're coming down, it rests less on your shoulders there. So we're yep, yeah, okay. Got yeah, it. Yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll send you. That. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess that's us for this week. That's it. Now, I'm gonna say that we are gonna have this ready, but I don't know if you we're definitely gonna have it ready. Our new feature on the website will oh, be ready yeah. to go should, for next week. I should have it done by next week. So we, okay. we it's close. It's close. <laughs> okay. But that'll be good for everybody. So we don't need to recommend people go to other places. You can just come to our site. Well, what is it going to be? You didn't say anything about it. But it's just going to be the calorie calculator. There you go. Okay. But, but you were just like talking like in this high level thing. And you didn't say what it actually was. And people were like, what are you talking about? It's going to go on the website. So. Okay. So we're going to put a calorie calculator on the website so that people don't need to go all these different places and they can have this one-stop shop that they can go calculate their calories, see what their macros need to be. All on the website. Um, I just, I mean, this is the same delegation that I don't fucking know how to do this. So well, I'm delegating to you, somebody who does know how to do it. <laughs> yeah, I got it almost all built out and uh, hopefully it's ready by next week. So we'll see how that goes. But it should be, should be all set. Cool. Awesome. See you, next week. see you all next week. Thanks so much for tuning in again. And, uh, you know, follow us on social media. Uh, we hack or it's hacking your health. Uh, and then a discord hacking your health. Um, no, it's, we, we hack health, it's we hack health on Twitter. Sorry. Everywhere. We hack health everywhere. 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 Is, it we ha is it we hack health on discord too? Yeah. I changed it. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Pretty much a hacker. Now I can change the discord link. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, we hack health everywhere. So Ben is creative here. So what we got that. <laughs> awesome. So we hack health everywhere. All right. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Take it easy. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Later.